At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is a source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Vernon, 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 the heating and cooling specialist. The name says it all. When you focus solely on indoor comfort for 43 years, well, you get really good at it. Get your heating or cooling system tuned by a Vernon specialist today for only $69. Vernon's 60 to 90 minutes of meticulous system inspection guarantees energy savings, or the tune-up is free. Now that's a value. Go to vernonheating.com. This is an official download. We've got a great show lined up for you. From thecustardtv.com. On to the internet you go. Hello and welcome to the Custard TV podcast. The fact you're hearing my voice will have already let you know that Luke isn't here. Um, he's currently regenerating and will probably be replaced by a woman in due course. Um, but so about me, time. But joining me, you've just heard his voice, is uh, yep. the ever-present uh, Gary, who's uh, uh, just recovered from uh, a bad uh, voice thing. Well, it was, it was actually laryngitis, and laryngitis. I lost my voice. Uh, hmm. friend, friends and family were more than happy, uh, because I wasn't allowed <laughs> to say anything. So, uh, And that, that's that, hence why this podcast is about yeah. it's about a week late, because, yeah. um, well, basically, it should have been you on your own, really. I mean, that probably would have been the, the better podcast yeah. for people to listen to, Matt. Yeah, yeah, the, um, the one-man show, coming to Edinburgh man... in about a month. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are going to Edinburgh, aren't you? I am, on my own. So it will be a one-man so, show see, up you in are. Edinburgh. We'll get you a show at the Fringe, don't worry. Gary and Matt. This could be a podcast. A podcast? Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Uh, definitely not. Anyone with a computer can make one. Talking telly. Use your ears and trust them. This is the Custard TV Podcast. Yes, that would entertain me briefly. From thecustardtv.com Reviews, previews, and uh, Gary Goes West at some point. I think we're going that. Or Gary Goes West or us. Oh, I like it. I like it. We we used that last year, but we'll recycle. Oh, do we? Oh, okay. so we're we're well, a green podcast. There's, there's, there's bound to be new listeners. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, so uh, there's two big bits of news, but I firstly just wanted to mention uh, or congratulate Daisy and Charlie Cooper for the fact that uh, the BBC have renewed this country for a second series. This was one of mine and Luke's favourites. Luke, uh, Gary, you didn't watch this, did you? No, I missed this. I, I, yeah. As it's now got a second probably, series, perhaps I shall be dutifully mm, catching up somewhere. Probably still bobbing around the iPlayer somewhere. Uh, this yeah. is a mockumentary that um, was really funny and uh, Daisy and Charlie, re- both really nice, the siblings who write the show so and star in it. Uh, so that's good. Even as though brother and sister, surely one of them will be being paid more than the other. Ah, nice. There's your link. So, There's your link. Um, well, we, sh- we, we should be really revealing our salaries on this, uh, but that won't take long. Um, yeah, it's a big fat zero. <laughs> oh, no, no, Luke does get us a £10 Amazon voucher every Christmas. Oh, that's true. Sorry, yes, yeah. £10 Amazon yeah. voucher. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do I have to declare that for tax reasons? Or? <laughs> I'll, I'll call Chris um, Evans' uh, accountant. He must have yeah. a few So, more. yeah, Chris Evans is the top-paid uh, personality on Ah, no. List. Breaking news! It's breaking revealed news. today that it's not him; it's Graham Norton. Oh yeah, Graham but, Norton. Uh, 
That's Graham Norton his, is three million. Uh, the question I had, and, my, and this was um, something a colleague put to me when I was reading this list and we were talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. Is there any star who would convince you to watch a show, or would you watch it regardless? In in so much as is the are these pay? Um, I I couldn't justified. give a monkey's what the mm. people on the BBC earn. I put this on Twitter and I got yeah, a fair I few retweets. And and the honest answer is is that I've always been and because I used to work in the area of recruitment, you know, where salaries were, you know, very much discussed and debated and talked about, you know, not only in us in the office but with everyone we recruited. My opinion is if you want to negotiate your salary, the best way to do it is to talk about what you do, not what someone else gets. So I kind of personally feel like, yes, I can see that there's a gender equality, mm. inequality, sorry, I agree with mm. that, but I don't care if Gary Lineker earns more than Matt Baker and that he's only on one time a week and Matt Baker's on six. It doesn't bother me. No. But, I mean, would you watch Match of the Day regardless of who presented it? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, because I want to watch the Premiership. I think yeah. I enjoy it more because of Gary Lineker, because he's a quality presenter. Mm. But I would still watch it. I think maybe if it, let's say, I don't know, well, I don't know what else you could say. Because I mean, I'd watch it because the football. But I mean, you yeah. only watch a drama because you like it, not because of. Certain, we've no. always watched dramas because we like them. Sometimes, whether good people or bad people are in them. I, have you seen it? Have you seen this full list that's been bobbing around? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I've, I've yeah. read have various newspapers the, during the week and seen who the highest paid actor is working for the BBC. It's the guy, a casualty, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But then Derek again, Thompson. he's been in it for that, that kind of makes sense. He's yeah. been in it for thirty years. Mm. He gets pay, he gets more about... than Ian Beale though. <sighs> he's not got a good enough agent then. No, I know Ian Beale's only on two hundred k to two hundred forty nine k. Same my, as um, my heart bleeds. Danny Dyer. I know. Uh... <laughs> but I'm not sort of comparing the salaries. What I'm saying is, you know, Gary no. Lineker is on one point seven five to one point eight million. But you're saying if it was someone else. You would still watch, even if yeah. it's just the football highlights and no one, no one doing the. Well, link. I mean, you know, let, let, if, even if Piers Morgan was presenting them, I'd yeah. probably record it and cut Piers Morgan out. You know, mm. um, you can do that. Uh, it's only you could do that in real life. Um, no, I, I, yeah, but obviously the main thing that's come out of it is the gender inequality and, and all the sort of racial inequality, really. And, as well, the, you know. and um, uh, article I was reading today, uh, class inequality as well. Um, yeah, but then again, yeah. it's the BBC. There's always been a class yeah. war thing. Doctor yep. Who. There was some Doctor Who news last week, Gary. Did you did you see this? Did you hear no, about I, it? No, I, I haven't spotted this at all. No. No. Can I just no. talk about the fact of how badly this was presented? I don't know whether you actually watched it live. I forgot it was on. I got a tweet from uh, Mo Walker saying he'd, he'd uh, like us our opinions on 13. Oh, on yeah. Number 13, and then I, I watched the video. I was like, oh, yeah, they were announcing it today. So I completely so, so basically they said, that, they said that they would announce it once the tennis was finished. Now, this is stupid because, A, nobody knows how long the tennis was going to be on for. Because, of course, tennis matches can last either three sets or five sets, the men's game. And therefore, everybody was watching the tennis, waiting, all the Who fans are watching the tennis, and they dragged it out. So at the end, instead of like going straight to the announcement, they saw Roger Federer going around saying hello to his wife, his kids, his cleaner, his doctor, his whatever. And then they deleted it. And then Sue Barker just turned around and said, oh, and, and now a big announcement. And, and then this kind of very strange thing that the BBC decided to do, where they showed somebody in a big long coat, so you couldn't really tell who it was, pick up a key, and then pull the hood off to reveal Jodie Whittaker. 
Uh, a blonde Jodie Whittaker as well, which confused mm. a few people because she wasn't blonde in... Um, in, um, in uh, I was going to say breakdance there, but uh, Broadchurch is probably better. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was all very bizarre. And then the internet exploded. Mm. Uh, uh, I with mean, uh, that, misogynist comments. It's been a week now, so I mean, every, a lot of it has already been said, and uh, I think the main thing is that it was Chris Chibnall who, when he got yeah. the gig, said, "I want a woman." It's not the BBC going, "Oh, we need you know PC and all no. this nonsense." It was Chris Chibnall's idea. I'm sure if he came up with a really crazy idea, the BBC would veto it. But in this case, he wanted a woman, and he he auditioned several people, and Jodie Whittaker was the one that he picked. That's I mean, how I TV put, works. Yeah, I mean, I put on Twitter afterwards, and I still feel that way. It makes sense with Chris Chibnall mm. to go for an actor or actress that he knows well in his first year. If he's getting the chance to say, right, you're getting a new doctor, probably a new assistant. We've got no news about that yet. But it makes sense for him to go with someone he knows. And Jodie Whittaker is a really good actress. Yeah. I you know, would I say, though... Sorry, go on. I was going to say, I think, I think we were all dreading Chris Marshall, mm. and we dodged that Definitely. bullet. So, although, although, have you heard the rumours that he might be the assistant? And that's fine. I think that's perfectly fine. But mm. I don't see him as Doctor Who material. You'd prefer him as the assistant than... I, he'd actually make quite a good assistant now. I think so, about. yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I would say Jodie Whittaker is an odd one for me simply because I've never seen her sort of play anything other than the straight man, if that makes sense. She's yeah, I know what you mean. Always, always very like in Broadchurch, she was just basically crying for three series. Yeah. Um, Attack the Block, which is a, a, something a lot of people have bought up. I don't know if you've seen that. The film Attack I the haven't. Block. That's the Channel Four was on by Channel Four Productions. Well, it's believe, Film it? Four, isn't it? And directed yeah, by uh, Joe it. Cornish from Adam and Joe. Yeah. Um, and it's like aliens attack a blo- uh, tower block in London. Uh, she plays this like young nurse, and she's like the straight man who's like, right, we'll go, you know formulates the plan, basically. I've never seen her sort of do the zaniness, the craziness that you see from a lot of Doctor Who's. I think, if anything, she'll be sort of closer in tone to um, Christopher Eccleston of the most recent Doctors. Um, Yes, I I would agree with that. Possibly with a touch of the David Tennant. Mm. But then again, that's more the kind of Chris Chibnall link that I'm thinking of, you know, the way he writes and and things. I mean, I think, you know, the one thing is, is that there's going to be a lot of eyes on the product. Hmm. You know, uh, you know. They, they certainly, if, if the BBC were worried about Doctor Who becoming stale and un, you know, sort of not relevant, they've certainly changed that. Um, I think it will be fine. Apparently, one of the reasons that they went for her was apparently she's played some very strong characters on the stage. Hmm. Um, apparently, not seen these myself. Again, this is not a stage podcast, uh, so I don't really know. But apparently, that's one of the reasons that he went for her. And apparently, she was the best auditionee. Mm. Which again, how television works. That's, that's what I just said. That um, that that we should get that on t-shirts for uh, for print. That's, that's, how, that's TV how TV works. works. I didn't see her name come up in too many of the um, sorry the Jodie Whittaker's name no. come in too much of the online betting. No. Certainly not in the top ten that I kind of paid attention no. to. So, but no, well done for keeping it quiet, BBC. Yeah. Yeah, because she, she said she knew for months and months, like three months, I think she said, mm. and she'd only told her husband. Uh, so and and actually, she will be playing a doctor in a BBC series coming soon. Well, trust me, I think that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Oh yeah, so. I've seen some uh, previews for that. So. Yeah, so I, I think we're we're excited, a little trepidatious, and um, I think it is going to get a lot of new eyes on Doctor Who. I think yeah, the, to see I'm, what 
you know what she'll be like because there is a but at the same time there is a pressure on her which which I absolutely hope she but I think that it. pressure would have been on any actor mm. uh, but she'll get more of it. Gary, yes, can you go west for me? Yep, certainly. Two reviews, uh, as Matt alluded to earlier, the, uh, the, the behemoth that is Game of Thrones returned this week. Uh, once again, uh, broke the internet with its uh, downloads and uh, previews. And This is the seventh series, and this is the first of the last two series, which will be a lot shorter. There's only seven episodes in this series, and they're is probably only seven or six. eight. I think it's seven in seven, and then six in eight, I think. You've got three major plot lines, and one that will sort of tease in, or two little ones that will tease in. The first and major plot line is... And a notorious the, cameo that I think we should bring up as well. Well, definitely, yeah, we'll, we'll get on to that. Uh, firstly, up in the north, you have Jon and Sansa, Jon Snow and Sansa Stark, along with all the wildlings and the, uh, the lords from the north. They're all kind of still arguing about the fact that the White Walkers are coming down south. They're getting closer and closer to the wall, uh, Bran has arrived at the Wall, uh, but all the Northern Lords are at Winterfell, uh, and they're all kind of talking about how they're going to deal uh, with, uh, with the White Walkers coming, how they're going to have to train children and, and women in order to fight because mm. they don't have the numbers. And towards the end of the episode, it's revealed that they need this uh, mythical article called Dragonglass, which mm. is the only thing that can kill White well, Walkers. Well, he says that early on, doesn't he? He says, yes. he says John says it in that scene where they're all in the, in the hall. Yeah, um, it's actually run. been... Re- the yeah. strange thing is, is that one of the things that which they've not done particularly well in the series, Stannis, who was one of the major characters who got mm. killed off a couple of years ago, told John and Sam that there was mm. loads of dragon glass at, uh, at Dragonstone, Dragonstone, but that's been kind of forgotten. So. Well, no, he did mention it. Sam mentioned it in this episode. He did yeah, say but Stannis think... told me that, that there was dragon glass at uh, Dragonstone. He said yeah, that that's... exact thing. It just happens to be a bit clunky because it's like, mm. well, then why didn't they? There go is a lot of clunk. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, of uh, here. and I think that's because there's this whole sort of idea that these are the big action series episodes, and therefore mm. plot. There is wasn't not a lot of there wasn't a lot of action here though. It was just a lot of talking. Um, uh, one thing as well with that John thing is that he, there's some tension between he and Sam. Yes. and she's got a bit sort of evil now. You know, she's she's sort of been influenced by. Sort of Ramsay and Cersei and people she's been yeah. around. You know she's been she's around. She's damaged a bit, isn't she? More yeah, now, so, so she's quite and, twisted. So and there's little fingers sniffing around as well. I love Aidan Gillen's smirk. I think he can smirk yeah. better than anyone in the business. Yeah, he almost doesn't need to say anything for ages, no. so he, he can just sort of influence things by that. As we move a little bit further down south, as we mentioned, first off, you had um, Arya Stark. Who, uh, Aya, 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 or Arya? Well, I never know because it gets it's Aya. Everyone says Aya. Aya. Yeah. All right. I'll say Aya then. Yeah. At the end of the last series, she killed Walder Frey, who was mm. the uh, Lord of the Twins and David where the Bradley Red Wedding again. took place. Yeah, David Ruddy again. Uh, and she, as a face changer, or a, 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 a... What's it called? Go with face changer. Face changer, because <laughs> I can't remember the name of the thing. Uh, and she basically organises a feast and uh, spikes the wine and kills off all the rest of the male Frey, so all of his heirs. Mm. Uh, allegedly have been killed. Again, a lot of people pulling, hole, pulling, pulling holes in this because, A, we don't quite know how the face-changing thing works because she's not as tall as he was, yet she looks exactly like him. Um, but they like, and the idea was is that she came out and she gave a very knowing smirk as well, you know, her revenge for the fact the Red Wedding killed her brother and her mother 
Uh, I just like to praise David Bradley for sort of doing a convincing performance that he was Aya being Walder. If yeah, that makes sense. but I it wasn't that was... him. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But it yeah. was him. Yeah. Yes. I, I Very thought that was quite a good act. performance. Yeah. Yeah. She then runs into a bunch of Lannister soldiers, one of which bears a striking resemblance to Ed Sheeran. Oh, God, uh, I hate... Gary, can I just say, I hated that thing where she came across, they were singing, obviously, because Ed Sheeran was there, and she just goes, yep. oh, nice song, I've not heard it before, and Ed Sheeran goes, oh, it's a new one. And that was yep. just some of the clunkiest I, dialogue. I, again, I was expecting him to pull out an MP3 player and say, here it is yeah. on my latest album, you know, or something like that. Yeah. And, of course, a lot of people disappointed that there she was and she didn't kill him, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, might uh, still happen in the next episode, yeah. you never know. Yeah. As long as uh, she doesn't and... take his face. Oh, gosh, yeah. Who wants that? Um, also going north are the Hound, Beric Dondarrion, and Thoros of Mir. Mm. Uh, the Brotherhood they Without acro- Banners. The Brotherhood Without Banners, yes, indeed. They come across a farm to rest in, and it turns out to be a farm which Aya and the Hound uh, left, the mother, mm. left the father and the daughter for dead, pretty much stole their, their stuff. There's quite a few nice little bits, you know, when they say, oh, let's see if we can find some ale, and he goes, I know there's not any. Uh, and there's also a nice nod to the books where he digs a grave and uh, buries the bodies, because in the book, the hound is also known as the grave digger uh, okay. in his new kind of persona. Uh, I in his thought new that persona. was a really good... Again, some nice acting from Rory McCann, who I think yes. is one of the sort of sleeper stars of this. But um, the language there, oh, my word. He, uh, he yeah. certainly doesn't call a spade Choice. a spade. Yeah, choice. Thank you. We'll come on to more about that in our next review. Um, going down south, further down south, we have obviously King's Landing, the capital. We have Queen Cersei. I don't know whether she's calling herself Queen she is, Cersei. Yeah, she's, I, yeah. I like the I'm Queen of the Seven Kingdoms and Jamie says, oh, three at best. Best, yeah. <laughs> um, was also, nice it, it, was, it was good that they got that map painted on the floor just in time so she could do all the exposition about where all their yes. enemies lied and we could see a nice little... I wonder how look that, I wonder how look that, that took to dry, you know, so, because there's still, <laughs> yeah. some, still somebody yeah, trying to, still somebody potting it off at the top, yeah, you know, at come, the end, you know. Yeah, what you didn't see in that next scene was all the paint on her shoes when she went to meet your man from Borgen. <laughs> yes, and um, she, met, she meets uh, Euron Greyjoy, the man from Borgen, as uh, Matt says. Who He's now, it instead up of like playing a pirate, business. Yeah. instead of playing a pirate, is now playing a rock star, by the looks of it. <laughs> yeah, with his uh, eyeliner. With his, uh, with his eyeliner and his, uh, and his leather jacket. So, um, but he's basically uh, was was named king of the Iron Islands uh, in the last series, and has got a major problem with his two nephew and nieces, um, and and he's promised to go and bring back a prize in order to uh, win the the favour and the hand of the queen. Jamie is doing his best not to kill him, 
uh, probably because he'd lose, uh, and just basically sort of furthering this whole tension between him and Cersei as well. Yeah. Uh, which is a wonderful plot line, but not a lot else going on in King's Landing. No real other major characters. Yeah, there doesn't because well, she blew them anyone up. Le- yeah, there's not well, she, anyone she left in King's all up, Landing. So, yeah. it was, it's literally Jamie, Cersei, Anton Lesser, the Mountain, and a painter. And that's about and it. And possibly one of the Maesters, but I'm not sure if he's dead or alive. I can't remember. Isn't Anton Lesser the Maester now? N- uh, no, because you know, you've still got... He's the, he's, the whisp- he's, the, he's the Lord of Whispers. The Maester oh, okay. is still Pycelle. Uh, is Pi- so, I'm not Pycelle sure. die? I don't know. I don't remember. I can't remember that. Okay. He's and not he, dead in the... Yeah, they killed dead. him off. They did kill him oh, off. Oh, of course they, they did. Pycelle. Yes, you're right. They did yes. kill him. Well done. Yes, yes. the mount, hound killed him. They, 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 the they kill off so many people that you, you forget sometimes who's and, died. And of course, I'm also, I'm also a big book reader of the series, so I'm trying to work out... Because he's also dead in the books, but not then. Mm. So, anyway. Uh, well, uh, Sam as well in the Citadel... Yes, Sam in the Citadel and his training to be a wizard. I mean, sorry, a, uh, a maester. Under uh, Jim Paul Indeed. And his, uh, his, uh, his um, differences between soup and poop, uh, yeah, basically, was nice. that whole I series. Like, I quite liked that uh, little montage. That was quite comic for Game of Thrones, that little... It was. And, and, yeah. and some wonderful... If you go on YouTube, some people have put it to music, which is hilarious. Ah. Um, and, and he obviously, yes, uh, it gets into the secret library of the Citadel and uh, steals a couple of books to take back and read, which give him the information about Dragonglass. Uh, yeah, and, and, I don't know if you noticed... The man with the scales. I don't know if you noticed, there was other little clues in the book. Oh, was you were there? paying attention. Oh, oh yeah. What were the clues, Gary? All oh, right, so the clue was, uh, in the left-hand side of the book, it also talked about the fact that Dragonglass can cure grayscale. Ah, which is what your man's is where got. you also found your man, um, your man from, uh, the, from, the, from, the, from the other plot, who's now yeah. come to the city to try and get Jorah? Jorah of Mormont. Yes, Jorah of Yeah, Mormont. that one. Yes, so uh, a lot of people are making a lot of that. Apparently, if you ingest dragon's glass, you can uh, cure grayscale. Okay. Talking of dragon's glass, we can't end up, end up with, a, with its home. And this was, again, a very nice bit. Not a lot of talking. Mm. This was mostly no just talking. a long, long tracking scene. Well, apart from the last bit. The last The line, long yeah. tracking scene uh, of um, Daenerys entering her... Her ancestral home of Dragonstone, mm. where uh, all the Targaryens lived for thousands of years and where she was allegedly born. We have no confirmation. Uh, an empty castle, always a bit weird. She tore down the, um, the previous banners of, of Stannis Baratheon, took her place rightfully in the throne room, walked into the big mat room, another big mat room. Well, she, uh, crucially, what she did was she looked at the throne and went, no, I'm not going to sit on the throne. I want to get straight to the war room. That was yeah. the, That's what I saw. It's like... There's the throne, but I'm not bothered about that. I want to strategize. Yeah, she wants to sit on the Iron Throne. She wants to yeah. sit on King's Landing. So yeah, she will. You would. There is a clip of her sitting on that throne next week. Yeah. But I do like the symbolism. You're quite right. Yeah. Into the map room, just her and uh, her hand, just her and um, Tyrion. Uh, Tyrion. Tyrion. And uh, yeah, let's get to work. Um, yeah. Well, that and uh, shall we begin? Br- I think brilliant little the bit. Line, shall we begin? Yeah, but yeah. Well, I'm paraphrasing for a modern audience. <laughs> let's get to work. Uh, let's get to work. But basically, yeah, and we're set up for episode two. There's been um, also uh, we mentioned Comic Con earlier. There have been uh, there's been a new series seven trailer mm. uh, launched at Comic Con with lots of little bits that are bits and bits that haven't been seen. Um, I'm looking forward to episode two. I think this was a good start, as you say, low on action, mm. but certainly as as we've found with other series of. Um, of Game of Thrones, it's building the tension nicely already. Uh, let's head over to the other review. This is the Netflix. Is this a Netflix original? Yeah. 
a Netflix original called Our Friends in College. Or no. Friends from College. Sorry, I do Just apologize. Friends from College. Friends from College. Do you want to lead on this one? I have seen it. Yeah. Uh, but... I'm already this, not a fan. Okay, so. okay yeah, okay. Uh, this is um, an eight-part comedy drama, I would describe it as. Yeah. Uh, Gentle. Gentle. I kind of got that piece. kind of like cold feet word yeah. version of comedy. Oh, don't, don't, don't. No, 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 I'm not, no, no, no. But like, no yeah, laugh to no laugh out loud mm. Yeah, or I was just thinking like a sort of serious version of Friends or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, um, stars um, Kobe Smolders from How I Met Your Moth. Yep. Look, look back for that gag. And um, Keegan Michael Key, I think that's the actor's name. They're they're a married couple who um, went met in college when he was a senior and she was a freshman. I think that's right. Yep. Don't know my college terminology too well. No, they, no, you're doing all, well. All their, all their other college friends live in New York, and they don't live in New York. I'm not sure where they live. No, I could with. work out where they live before. I, I don't know if it was yeah. actually mentioned, and, I'm not but, sure. But they then moved to New York, so all the friends from college are together in one place. This is a, a bit of a uh, sticky subject, because uh, the Keegan-Michael Key character is having an affair with another of their... Uh, yes. college friends and this affair's been going on again since they left college so since he's been with uh, Colby Smulders character and it basically ends up with them all going to uh, her house in the in Connecticut uh, oh she's he, married to the bloke out of Ali McBeal yeah yeah Richard Fish from Ali McBeal who's essentially playing the same character yeah but I did think you'd sort of empathise with him a little bit because he couldn't remember the name of the actress in Hunger Games and I was just like oh that yeah is no, a Gary I'm moment. thinking that's Gary yeah yeah because he was like oh, I liked Hunger Games I like the, that girl even I, I knew that bit <laughs> <laughs> he's worse sorry than me. Richard um, so yeah and the other friends you've got uh, Fred Savage from the Wonder Years uh, playing, I didn't recognise uh, him at all. Yeah, he was the book. He was the gay. No, I know. Book now agent. you say it, I can yeah. see it. But my yeah. goodness, I didn't realise that when I was watching it. Yeah. Well, he didn't have the Daniel Stern voiceover, so you didn't realise. Good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you're that right. That was him. Um, and he's the book agent for Keegan Michael Key's character, who is this sort of well-respected author whose books have sort of won him like minor awards, and this one he's writing mm. at the moment. They've just decided. It's very boring, and they're not going to continue with it. It's this uh, whole thing about it being for young adults, isn't it? Yeah, they, well, they want him to write young adult fiction, you know, like your Hunger Games and stuff like that, and he's against it, but then he realises that they'll probably need some money because him and Colby Smulders are um, attempting to have a baby. That's one of the yeah. plots. Uh, there's also um, uh, Asian Girl and uh, Nat Faxon, who uh, was in... <laughs> Is that how she's described in the credits, Asian Girl? Well, she didn't have a lot to do, really. No, I mean, she I didn't have a lot to do what you mean. Yeah, um, apart from there was that scene with the roof of the car, convertible car that they took down and then couldn't get back up again. Yes. Mariana, I think, was, was the character's name. And then Nat Faxon, who's like this trust fund kid who has relationships with a lot of younger girls. And doesn't a do foul a lot, mouth. Really. And a foul mouth, yes, because he has that whole thing about what, uh, what you can't use yeah. anymore. Um, yes. There, there was a good series in here, but it was a good idea, I should say. There's, there was a good idea about having this thing about six friends from college all getting back together. I mean, the big chill, I suppose, is the film that that um, this reminded me of when I saw the trailer. 
And I know right. you say about when you watch trailers and not to expect big things because they always try and put the best bits in the trailer. And that's certainly true with this because when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, yeah, that looks all right. That could be, that could be mm. quite fun. And then as soon as you got into it, and these characters are all... Well, most of them are awful, like the Keegan-Michael Key character yeah. and, the, and the woman he's having an affair with. They're particularly odious. The only one I sort of like was Kobe Smulders. There's some good bits in the second episode with her when she joins, oh, okay. joins this hedge fund firm. She's like a, a lawyer who's used to do like pro bono work and things like that, but is now going into sort of corporate law and stuff. Um, but there wasn't a lot to like here, really. It's a lot. There was, no, certainly I, the second I really episode, there's a lot of cliches. I really didn't like the main lead guy, uh, Michael. Michael was, yeah, I really didn't like him, no. particularly the bits where he was doing the mimicking. Yeah, that really got on my him. nerves. Yeah, this this didn't because he is a sort of well-known sketch comedy actor. Yeah, heel in the states, um, but this sort of I've seen you know, him more in various serious, things before. Yeah. This more serious but, thing didn't seem to suit him, in my opinion. I think no. I think someone else... I mean, this is written and directed by Nicholas Stoller, who, who did such opuses as Bad Neighbours, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, yeah. and Bad Neighbours 2, Sorority Rising. So Well, I, I I'm glad I didn't know that before I watched this, probably because yeah. I wouldn't have watched it. And, uh, and like, some of the stuff that happens in it is just completely unbelievable. Like, they're having... The, the couple that are having the affair are kissing in a glass house at the end of it. You know, yeah. it's like... It's yeah, they were very, it's bit, almost like they want to get caught kind of too the, much. I really empathise with uh, Fred Savage's um, gay lover or husband who was just there going, yeah, you people are really loud and annoying. And yeah, the, yeah the, right, the, the, and again, you know, the, the guy out of Avenue McBeal, you know, the, when you get groups of people like that and you mm. get someone who joins it 20 years too late, mm. there is always that awkwardness. We've got one of our friends who's married to someone and he doesn't even bother coming out with us now because... No. You know, he says, oh, you were just descendants talking about the old days. And I'm like, well, you know, you can join him. Um, He's quite matter of fact, actually, the Greg Durham yeah. character. He's like, you know, you knew these people years ago. It's, it's, you're living in the past. It's time to focus on, like, us and our children and things like that. And you, you see the bad language. Even there's, like, a five-year-old saying the C word. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that comes up as well, doesn't it? So, yeah. And you actually see it. It's not just something yeah. they talk about. You yeah. actually see it. Uh, so that's Friends choice. and College. You can see all eight on Netflix right now, as you normally can with Netflix. Um, if you'd want to. Why would you, why would you though? Why well, would you? did you, you say you watched two, so you're I watched two I. because I, I, I thought, you know, it's a set-up episode. I'll give it a chance yeah. because it's, especially with half-hour comedies, it's hard to ascertain, get a good feel from the first episode. But yes. in the second episode... They did so many sort of just like tired comic tropes. They did um, mm. the the couple who were having the affair. They accidentally killed Mariana's rabbit, and instead of telling her, bought a new rabbit and put like little black circles round his eyes. Um, there was a oh, bit dear. where two of them got drunk and then went to see a play and started you know speaking loudly during the play. Is it just really sort of tired comic Did tropes? Did they not watch Friends? I mean, couldn't they just watch no. that and not bother making a but television there is a good idea in here somewhere, I think. Yeah. Just sort of, like, as I say, like The Big Chill, or there's another film, Beautiful Girls, which I really like, which is, again, about okay. like sort of school reunions and stuff like that. There is a good story to be told, I think, by these characters coming back together 
after some serious... I think the affair sort of ruins it a bit, because yeah. already you're, you're detesting these two people cheating on their spouses. I think that's yeah. part of the reason. And they're supposed to be ruined. the likeable ones, as you say, and therefore mm. you, don't, you, you automatically don't like them. So. Yeah. Very strange. Okay. So, uh, yes, I shall now come back east. <laughs> We should sort of wrap up our final yeah. thoughts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's unbroken because um, we bo- it's a series we both watched all the way through. I don't know if Luke did as well. Um, so the I kind final... of got the impression he was going to, but perhaps yeah. not as a priority. No. Uh, the final episode um, was uh, basically everything that had happened to Father Michael throughout the series sort of came at him all at once. Uh, they had the um, hearing about what happened to is it Vernon, the boy who got killed by the yes. police. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's a while ago since I saw this because I saw it when it oh, was okay. on. Oh, um, But there was this sort of hearing about whether they uh, he was unlawfully killed um, by by the police officers. And Andrew, I think, is the name of the police officer who was the one who's in in my yes. co- congregation who actually spoke up and did say yes the Ashling Loftus character shouldn't have sprayed him in the eyes. Well, she, he went further than that, really, didn't he? he? Even so much as telling the truth, he gave his own opinion of the fact that yeah. she was doing it because she needed to, to, to prove herself as a man, you know, in a man's world, and yeah. how he thought the decision was the way. You know, he went above and beyond kind of telling the truth um, uh, because he felt it I, needed to be said. In the hearing as well, Michael had to reveal that he heard her message, Helen's message, the mum, that night, but didn't call her back. Because it's very strange, very strange mm. that bit, because he didn't actually have to. He wasn't asked the direct question, but he no. met and went with um, Adrian Dunbar the night before mm. and kind of said, they've been asking everybody to say, is there anything else you think is relevant to the case? And he said, mm. and Adrian Dunbar basically said, well, is it relevant to the case? You know, basically, I'm not telling you to lie. I'm just saying to you, answer the question you've been asked. It, that's mm. not relevant to the case, I don't think. But he, Sean Bean's character, felt it was, and as you say, kind of ruined his relationship with the, with the mother for a while. Briefly. Uh, yeah. but, but briefly, and, to say that. And it sort of tested his... his I mean, all this has yes. basically been leading up to him, his faith being tested between revealing this to Helen and Roz committing suicide and the stuff with the police as well. He felt like he sort of uh, negatively affected Andrew. And then his mum passed away, so he had to go... And, and uh, just to, to say as well, I think I think in, from the previous episode, his relationship with the police soured because mm. the previous relationship was all around an argument between 
um, the mother's brother who came over from uh, from Nigeria. Oh yeah, sorry from, okay. from Jamaica yeah, yeah. And, and, a, and a local uh, a local the gay, gay resident an argument, and basically uh, John Bean's character was asked to tell what he saw. Uh, and, and tried to kind of act mm. as a negotiator before having to do that. And again, he w- was confronted by the police at a point in saying, "Well, you know, you, you've got to come and tell us what you mean. You know, you can't, you can't lie." And he just basically said, "So hold on, you're asking me to step into a situation where you've now recently killed one of my parishioners, and you haven't told the truth." And I've got a good point. I know I've been a big fan of Sean Bean. I know we said perhaps he's not a leading man, one, but I one do think in these did... last two episodes he did shine a bit more. One thing we didn't mention, sorry, I just remembered from the beginning of the episode mm. was Rosie's daughter smashing up the, uh, the oh, yeah. gambling machine well, and, with the Phil, da- Phil Davis it. cameo. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, I, he is... I, did lo- I loved that. Yeah. The two he times like, he came in. Yeah. First time it was like, oh, I empathise. Your mum killed herself. You know, it wasn't my yeah. fault. Let's get I you lost my mum when I was young. Yeah. And then she does it a second time, and it's like, right, you know, your mum was pathetic. You're right, you little twerp. Gonna... You know. Yeah. So then, as you say, yeah. Father Michael instigates this sort of, you know, he he tells the story of how Jesus, um, yeah, sort of smashing up the money the, lenders, uh, the temple and the money lenders, wasn't it, and things like that. Yeah, in the temple. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So basically, and a group of, mo- sorry, go. On. Yeah, I was going to say, and a group of guys actually see them go out with sledgehammers and mm. and go back to the shops in, in more more of the local area. So he could have got so himself I- into real trouble with that. Yeah. So after the hearing, he basically decides, oh, I'm not going to be a priest anymore. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not good at it. He goes back to Sheffield, and there's some great scenes with his brothers, which I quite enjoyed. Um, yeah, I, I kind of wish we'd got more of them, really. I know yeah. we got several of them throughout the series. I kind of wish we'd had a whole episode of him there or something. Yeah, well, they did sp- intersperse them, didn't they? You know, you showed ones they were bowling in one episode. They yeah, were playing bridge and. Yeah, um, but this, um, you saw them, I, what I thought was the wake where they were all getting drunk and running in the road and singing yeah. and things like that. But then it was the night before the funeral and it's just like, oh, you're all hung over for the funeral the next day. Um, but so um, he performs the funeral um, and do they come to the funeral or is it afterwards, all of his parishioners? No, all his parishioners come to the funeral as he's doing Holy yeah. Communion at the funeral. Yeah. Um, and I'm, not, very much I'm not a Catholic, so I don't know how these yeah. things work. But Jimmy, I don't know whether Jimmy McGovern uh, has come out and said that he was very much influenced by It's a Wonderful Life and, and Sean Bean's character was meant to yeah. be like Jimmy Stewart with all these things that attested him and he was in the case of Sean Bean, instead of wanting to commit suicide, he was wanting to leave the police force. And all of these people he's helped throughout the series, like Anna Friel came back and and yeah. Rosie's daughter and, and Helen and Andrew and everyone came up to him and said, um, uh, was it God bless you, you wonderful priest or something? Yeah, like bless that. you, Father. You, thank you, Father, you wonderful... Thank, bless you, thank, bless you, you wonderful yeah. priest or something. Yeah, it was a very yeah. good moment. It was uh, tears in the eyes for me. I don't know if you were the same. I got quite emotional. I don't know about tears that. in the eyes, but maybe yeah. a lump in the throat. But, a uh, lump yeah, in definitely the throat. A very was... Yeah. Definitely a poignant, poignant moment. moment. So, what have we thought of Broken as a whole? Now we've had the final episode. I've quite now I've seen the final episode. It sort of works for me more, if that makes sense. I could see it sort of all these parts building up to this final moment with with Father Michael. I'll, I'll say two things. One thing, yeah, I totally agree with that. I think I did say earlier on in the year that I did want to see how it finished because yeah. I think I think I could see and I know from his writing, McGovern, that it, it, you've got to see all of it. He's not somebody that sticks his best bits at the beginning and things like that. He tells a whole story. 
And I think, therefore, you have to look at it of all six episodes. And I think it worked. I think the only thing I realised as we got to the last episodes, maybe the Anna Friel episodes didn't need to be there. Because, really, mm. she only came back for a cameo. Mm. Actually, all the rest of the stuff that happened throughout the other four or more five episodes... Yeah, and that her stuff was very much just a case of almost like a standalone moment introducing him. So, uh, replacing Broken on Tuesday nights, we've got uh, In the Dark, which is um, a new um, drama from Danny Brocklehurst, who brought us The Driver and um, Ordinary Lies. And uh, this based is based on, on books, books by Mark Billingham, which Mark I've read a few Billingham. of. Uh, Mayanna Buring, who you know from um, Ripper Street, yep. uh, stars as um, Helen Weeks, Detective Helen Weeks, who is, um, when, we, when we start this, she's uh, pregnant. I believe it's Manchester she's her beat. Yeah, I think so, yes. Yeah, I believe and, so. And um, she's um, engaged or in a relationship with a uh, another officer played by Ben Batt, who uh, is probably best known for his work in Scott and Bailey. Uh, early on, there's this story of this uh, man being charged with the murder of, or suspected murder, of two teenage girls, um... Uh, in her hometown of Paulsford, Derbyshire, which I don't know if that's a fictional place or a real place. Um, she she then decides to go back because the the wife of the man who's been charged is an old school friend. Uh, you know there's sort of like secrets lurking in the background. She Her partner says to her, like, you've never wanted to go back. It's reminded you of your mum who obviously died. Her yep. dad is now gay, I think, and, and living yes, with a yep. man. in a relationship, um, yeah. And basically, um, it's, it's her sort of trying to help her friend maybe get to the truth. Uh, Ashley Walters is here playing the very sort of... I suppose he's very career-focused, isn't he? He's very focused he, he's on He's certainly very, uh, very, very uh, forthright in forthright, his opinion yeah. that he's got the he's right like, man. There's enough evidence here to charge him. Also, um, Jessica... Also seems to be very happy about that fact as well, though. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. It's like, let's let's draw a line under it. I'm getting all the praise here. Um, It feels like a a character that would would be more prevalent in Line of Duty. You could see, like, Ted Hastings slapping him down. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so there's the two sort of plot lines, really. There's one where you've got the investigation into what really happened. Then you've got this other storyline of something happened to Helen and the other girl when they were younger. And what's the mystery? There's a thing where, you know, we were 13 when it happened, I think she said. So we, we, but we don't know what it was that happened yet. Yeah, that that was was the weird bit at the end of the first episode, Mm. wasn't there? And and then also towards the end of the episode, I groaned when it, when it, when we learnt that there's also a who's the daddy storyline that uh, David Leon oh, yeah. from Vera turned up and said, is it mine? And also, oddly, Superhands from Peep Show turned up as a uh, mod forensic psychologist. Yeah, and, and also, <laughs> see, again, the, the casting of this is worrying me because, of course, the lead woman, not the lead woman, sorry, the woman whose husband has been arrested yeah. was last in Phone Shop. So yes, it was phone like... Shop. And what also, Garrett, what on earth is this? You know, I don't know if you noticed that both her and there was the girl who was a friend of Helen's sister. Um, yeah, was they were both in Johnny Vegas's Ideal. I don't know if you remember. Oh, that. Yes, of course. No, I, I did remember watching the first couple of those. Yeah. yeah. 
the 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 other girl was that I remember was that the childminder who always used to go to see him. Right. I remember her voice because it was very annoying and yes. it's still annoying. Um, okay. Um, the, this I I would actually say because uh, Luke saw the trailer of it and and said to me, oh, it's, it looks exactly like From Darkness. And then watching the episode, I was like. No, this isn't really like From Darkness. There's elements... No, I didn't get that from it. Do you remember the ice cream girls on ITV a few years ago? Uh, Yeah, yes, I do. That replaced replaced Broadchurch or something. No, no, no. It was was on a Friday, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, um, that was, again, like something had happened to these two girls in the past and it had affected them. Um, And also a bit of the level as well, because that was her going back to... That was a police investigation with someone going back to their childhood home. I quite liked the character work in this. I think the interactions, especially between Mayanna Buring and Ben Bat, there were some nice little lines, the stuff in Pulsford, everything with like the locals there. There oh, okay. was a scene that was very early doors. I liked the, the, that sort of character work. What, what I thought didn't work at all was the actual investigation and all of the police stuff. Um, I just found Ashley Walters completely irritating. I had no interest in whether this guy had committed the murders or not, I didn't care. Um, what I feel with Danny Brocklehurst is that he's good at the character stuff, but when, like, plot has to kick in, it all goes a bit wrong. Like, Ordinary Lies, for example. We we liked... Do you remember that episode we watched with Con O'Neill? No. The, it, it was it don't was remember Welsh, that one. It was, you, you remember, it was all in the Welsh um, sports book oh. store. And oh, he yeah, 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 was, yeah, yeah. He thought his wife was cheating on it, and it turned out That's she was doing, it. like, a To Catch a Predator thing. The, yes, the, the, chari- the Con O'Neill character and later the Kimberly Nixon character, we liked the characters, but then the plots were just so out of, the, out of this world and completely ludicrous that you just I lost you completely. They're, they're trying to play a lot on the whole idea of jurisdiction, aren't they? They're trying to play, you know, she's, mm. she's only in the town because she's a friend, you know, she shouldn't really be there and all this thing. But it didn't really quite come off. Mm. Did it? It didn't. It didn't quite feel. And then there was this whole thing about them saying, "Oh yeah, the village is full of coppers." But yeah, we didn't see that many of them. No. They kept saying I mean, I... in the pub this thing, but we didn't really see it. Yeah, I mean the pub landlord, who was the guy from Detectorist, he was a former copper. Right. Um, oh yeah, of course. There, yeah, was like, there was some. There was some clunky dialogue in this as well, like the senior crime officer yeah. when they found one of the girls used the term, and I quote, "a bit insecty." <laughs> nice. <laughs> Never heard that one on CSI. No, no. <laughs> uh, so I'm guessing um, n- not going to carry on with this. You only no, I, first, I, I only watched the first. I, I wasn't like compelled make... to watch more. Do you know what? There's only four, hmm. but I just but, don't know. They, I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, it wasn't no. good enough. And I think, unfortunately, what let it down was again the casting. You know, it's full of it's full of minor names, yeah. and that kind of gives yeah, you a way that there's not I, a lot of I not a lot in it. Completely agree with that. I, when the cast came up in the opening credits, the fact that Ashley Walters got the and credits told you everything yeah. you needed to know about the cast. You list. know, and what, what was he in the So Solid crew, wasn't he? So you know, yes, he's getting his he's getting his 21 seconds of fame, and also cuffs. So I don't know if you caught that there, 21 seconds. Yeah. yeah. 
Have you told your friends about this podcast? Okay, here we go. No. It's just not my idea of a good time. Tell them now. That's what the people want to hear. This is the Custard TV podcast. Good glass drop. From thecustardtv.com. Let's move on to something a bit more continental. Ooh. Let's go to I Know And something a dance site better. Yes, not hard. Um, Right, this is a new Spanish drama um, in the uh, traditional 9pm, you would call it the Nordic Noir slot. Turns out I know a lot more Spanish than I thought I did. What's the Spanish you know? Well, no, but uh, the phrasing in Spanish was Mm. more recognisable than the Scandinavian. Like, you, you, yeah. you know when you get this thing with um, subtitles? Sorry, I know you're about to tell us about the, film, the actual plot, but no, no, when, you're, when you're looking at subtitles, you do sort of pick up words. Obviously, the only, only word I learned in, in, in Scandinavia is tag, um, no. which is thank you. I know a lot oh, of Spanish hi, than hi, I thought hi. I did. They do hi hi, don't they? Hi hi, and uh, hi, it takes minister. Um, <laughs> but Spanish, just because I suppose it's a more spoken language and we're far more familiar with it you know you learn you, there's a lot more spanish taught in english schools than scandinavia i actually found this quite easy to follow but it it is very quick and they talk yeah. very fast and i found there's a lot of information <coughs> basically the um the basic plot is the first scene we see is this man stumbling through yeah. on the on a road he gets to a, like a petrol station um and sort of you get the impression he doesn't really know what's going on. Goes to a hospital, um, and he just—he's basically he's am, an amnesiac. His wife comes in to see him and explains he's Juan Elias Elias. Juan, I believe, yes, but well pronounced. Juan Elias. Um, he's a um, lawyer and um, lecturer, law lecturer. Yeah, and he and he's applying to be the principal lecturer at the college or the uh, the, yeah, the, the dean at the college. Chancellor, the vice chancellor. Vice chancellor, that's it. Yes, um, and uh, he was in a car with his. Well, it's uh, initially introduced as his niece, but what? Was his step niece, isn't it? Really, or it, it, it's yeah, it's his uh, sister-in-law's stepdaughter. That's so it. So te- like, there's no blood. It's not a blood relation because there is an insinuation well, that there, there is, is blood in the like car. A, there's a se- yeah, there's a sexual relationship. Yeah, so basically, they they were in a car together. He, they, I'm assuming they crashed. He lost his memory, but there is the insinuation that he killed her. Yeah, well, there, um, there's a there, there's a there's a phone call that implies yeah, that as well. There's isn't a phone there? message where she leaves for her brother, basically saying um, he's going to kill me. Uh, yeah. So the it, basically the the well, I'm guessing the series, but this first episode specifically is based around the trial of Juan Elias. Um, yeah. How much do we trust him? We learn early on that he's got a lot of his clients off on an amnesia defence. Yes. There's like 13 cases where he's pleaded amnesia. And the he's quite the off. sketchy lawyer, isn't he? He's, 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 mm. he's, he's, uh, his partner is quite the character. I really like yeah, him. Yeah, they're all... I mean, you get this... Because he, we don't know, he doesn't know anything about him... We find out about him through other characters, which is yeah. a really interesting way of telling this story. And so we've got this character who, who by all intents and purposes, is a nasty piece of work. I think he's described as a very dangerous man at one point of the, of the drama. Yes, and he is, yeah. it's interesting because yeah. we are sympathising with him because 
well, we are led to believe that he doesn't remember, but maybe he is playing on this amnesia because something happened in the car. That is the main mystery. Mm. There are bits throughout where you're guessing, does he know? There's a scene where he, um, he and his young daughter are left alone in the house. And yeah. he uses... He, he the, the son then comes back and sees that the daughter's computer has been used and the internet history is wiped. Well, not uh, only that, playing... but there's like a little bit of paper as well that's been ripped mm. off the uh, ripped off the, the off a pad. So the implication that the dad, mm. whilst the daughter was asleep watching a movie, went into the internet, found something, and then deleted the history. Yeah. Playing alongside this is the story of Eva, who's this lawyer in this sort of dinky firm run by this guy called David. They're like a small firm who yep. are chosen by um, Anna, who's the niece, his, her, her dad, Ramon, I think it's Ramon, yes. um, it uh, hires them despite them being quite a small firm. And there's, the, there's this question like, why has he hired them? Why hasn't he hired someone else, someone bigger, someone with more resources? He, mm. he uses the excuse, oh, well, like, Juan Elias has got allies in all of these firms, even though they despise him. Yeah, like lawyers they all, all owe each other favours, wasn't it? It was favors, this idea that yeah. we need someone small and independent so that there's no problems. So you've got um, Ava, you know, saying, trying to find out why they've hired, old, hired them. And then at the end, we discovered that Ava and Juan Elias were yeah. in a relationship. She he, Well, he there was definitely something they were hinting at in the court mm. scene, wasn't there? Because yeah. he was definitely looking at her... Like I know well, you, but I yeah. don't. You know, like I don't remember, but I recognise you. There was a, there was a good sort of series of. He paused every time he was answering one of her questions. Mm. A lot more because yeah. he was looking at. Well, her. he he then claims at the end that she's the only person he rec- You know, he doesn't recognise his wife yes. or his kids or his partners at the law firm, but he recognises her. And she was a, a, a law student of his, and they had a brief affair. And that makes you question even more, did he do something to Denise? Because he... Yes. Well, there was then a lot of talk. Been... There was the, lots of talk about him playing his games and things. Mm. There was a lot of talk about yeah. him manipulating. Yeah, I suppose it's fair to say it's what, his wife is a judge, or a former yes, judge. his wife is a judge. So uh, there's a lot of there's... links with the criminal system. There's this weird thing about the daughter, Juan's daughter, Julieta. Um, yeah, a pretentious teenager. And, and, no, she's not even a teenager. Well, prepubescent she's teenager. Yeah, she's very, but she plays quite a teenage spirit. Yeah, teenage, like a smart aleck kid, yeah. older than, wiser than her years type thing. I didn't like Goes it. to see the parents and said, oh yeah, um, Anna told me that she was going to just go away one day and go windsurfing and, and go to this never, small island and, it was kite and never surfing. come back. I remember that thinking, what, really? Kite surfing, that's it. Kite yeah, surfing. I, I have actually written that, that down here. Yeah. That was like in... Did you ever watch that the French thing, The Disappearance? That, yes, the, it was, yes. And, oh, yeah, and you're like, right. Like in episode two, they discovered that the, the girl who'd gone missing had a secret like NASCAR that's um, it. past. You know, she was training to be a racing car driver behind yeah. her parents' back, which was very strange. And this, this kite surfing thing reminded me of that. Um, but yeah, this I really enjoyed this. I thought right. a lo- there was a lot of plot, a lot of stuff, uh, and a lot of stuff got covered. But I really, really enjoyed this, Gary. Uh, similar. I, I, I thought yeah. this was up there in quality with things like The Missing. Um, uh, 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 yeah, and, and, and sort of like just really... Well written, fast paced, as you say. I really like the idea that we're learning because this guy's got amnesia. It's a very clever 
I'm slightly surprised it's never been used before um, it, to, to sort of like get a plot moving along quite quickly because basically, you know, you don't have to basically explain everything to the audience. You're explaining it to him and it makes sense. Um, and, and I do think, you know, as I say, I, I, I'm slightly surprised that we've never had a Spanish drama before because, you know... The only one I could think of is they had that... Is it locked up on Channel 4? Is the Wolf Oh, was that Lance? Spanish? I, oh, OK, I didn't yeah, see I that. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think Luke watched the first episode of that, but not on... Certainly not on the... Um, yeah, not on the BBC, BBC 2 Four. Nordic Noir. And I think this is a yeah. fine example of, you know, it's mm. got the spirit of the Nordic Noir, mm. if not necessarily, you know, being Nordic. Uh, and I, I do really like it, and I'm definitely... I'm going to watch the second episode tonight, yeah, I know episodes three and four are on tonight, yeah. uh, but I, I'm going to watch episode two tonight. I do think as well, it has to be said, I think the other reason I really enjoyed this is because of how easy I found the subtitles. Mm. I know, I, I know and, I'm making that a point, but I do think my enjoyment of it was a lot more. And the style of it as well, I thought was very lush and very cinematic yeah. and very like American. They had that... Um, without a trace thing, didn't they? Where they were saying how long she yeah, how long missing. it yeah. That, that's what reminded yeah. me of things like the missing, you know, and things like that. Yeah. The other thing I would say, and I know you kind of warned me about this beforehand about how long it is. Yeah, I didn't worry about how long it was. No, and of I course, didn't. The beauty of it was, I got about half hour in. I paused it, went and did a few things, mm. came back. Didn't yeah. feel overly long. Um, no. Whether I would feel that way if I was forced to sit down and watch it and I couldn't record, that's certainly how I felt. You know, doing it this way. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email. CustardTVReviews at gmail.com Pick of the week. Well, it's, again, because we're, we're in the sport area of life, there's not a lot. I'm going to leave the big one on the Thursday for you. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to go, oh, it's going to sound strange, and I know it started last week, but I'm going to go for University Challenge. The reason I use because the BBC <laughs> didn't blooming publish the fact that it was back, so I missed it and had to watch it on catch-up. But the return of University Challenge seems to me is the beginning of, you know, the better television coming. You know, that kind of quiz programme Monday slot we talked about a lot when it was... Mm. Only Connect was, and the University yeah, Challenge, and you know, and, and they've moved that to Fridays, and that'll be back probably as we get into September. But I really like the fact that there's something staple on a Monday night to come back and watch. So um, I really liked that. Um, I would just flag up uh, before I get to the one that Gary um, is, is uh, alluding to. Insinuated. Uh, I'm in it. What? I'm in it. What? Alluding to. Ah, uh, right. Um, don't tell the bride is back again. On oh yeah, Eve back on Wednesday nine p.m. When did E4 turn into ITV two? Yeah, because yeah, they've got coach trip and don't oh. tell the bride now. Um, but don't because it was on BBC three, then BBC one, then Sky one, and now it's on E four. Um, uh, more of the same, but it's it's enjoyable fluff. And also, yeah. uh, Gary, lo- long lost family this week is hailing from Catford. So oh uh, right, I'll have to. I will have to watch that. Sorry, uh, yeah, no, yeah. I will. Uh, um, t- top of the Lake, nine pm Thursday, BBC Two. Um, sorry, Top of the Lake, China Girl, to give it its full, yeah. full title. Um, Elizabeth Moss is back as Detective Robin Griffin. Did you watch the first series? Not. Yes, I did, but over a period of time. Like I watched that about was three all... episodes, and then I caught yeah. up a lot later. That was all set in New Zealand, wasn't it? Yes, 
And this is her star- returning again. There was no. another another famous star in that. Um, what was her Holly name? Hunter? Holly Hunter. And now you've got Nicole Kidman in this one. Nicole Kidman again playing it a bit different from when we saw in Big Little Lies. She's yeah. more sort of a free spirited Earth Mother type in this. Again, you um, mentioned this- the, you mentioned the trailer. The trailer for this is fantastic. Mm. It is. I mean, I've seen the first two episodes. I went to a screening of this, um, yes. and it's her. Shall, ba- I do, shall, more, I the, uh, shall I do the bit? Yeah, go on. Huh? Go on. That's been to another screening. Thank you, Gary. Um, it's more traditional, I would say. I struggled with the first series. This is much more of a traditional sort of investigation series. Elizabeth yeah. Moss is as good as ever. Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones, Brienne of Tarth, is also apparently in this, this part of, was written for her as well. Yeah, I read her sort of gawky. Well, she she wrote Jane Campion a letter because she's a massive fan of Jane Campion, who right. produces and writes this. Did like the piano and things as well. Yes, and um, she's great in this as like um, Elizabeth Moss's sort of gawky police partner, and and I think t- together they've well, got I mean, a, Elizabeth a really Moss is exactly short, but she's not six foot eight like Gwendolyn yeah. Christie is. Yeah, um, she and and she plays a really good character in. I I just really enjoyed this. I wasn't expecting to after the first series. I decided to go to the screening. I've watched the first two. Interestingly, as well, after mm-hmm. the first episode airs on, uh, yeah. have all of the series is going on iPlayer. Now this is this is unusual, particularly particularly again at this time of year when there's not a huge amount mm. on that the BBC are effectively giving it away. But it's great for us viewers who get the chance mm. to, if we really like episode one, we could just binge and. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm hoping I might do that. I might because I yeah. have seen the first two already. Um, they did the first two at the screen. But we'll definitely talk uh, about so that in our next episode. We'll definitely talk about that next week, um, along with some other bits and bobs. Ozark, well, I, I've I'm already seen. I've already seen well. a little bit of. Uh, is it the Ozark on Netflix? I just said. I literally just said Ozark. Oh, did you just say that? I missed that. Sorry. Yeah, I've, I've watched a bit of that. Sorry. Yeah. I watched a bit of that, and I'd like to talk about that. That's getting a little yeah, bit of buzz as well. We'll definitely be talking about that next week. So yeah, um, top of the lake, Ozark, more Game of Thrones. A lot of stuff to look forward to next week. Maybe Long Lost Family, but I doubt it. Um, well, we so, if it's not covered. Now, shall I, uh, now shall I bit, mention all the bits at the end that need to be tied bits. up the Go business? Mention all the bits. Let's all mention the all the business. Well, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to the Custard TV uh, podcast. Obviously, you can find us at our website, www.thecustardtv.com. Uh, the runner is Luke. You know, just, just you know, but, but Matt's probably He's running, running away. the way, aren't you, Matt? Yeah. To say, it's, yeah. Matt's the runner and editor of the podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, the, and the website. Uh, you can obviously find us on iTunes. We'd love a five star review. You can find us on Facebook. Just search the Custard TV. Give us a like. We're looking we, for we, our two hundredth like. Yeah, I remember we, we were looking for ten. Oh, the yeah. happy days. Uh, you can find us on YouTube if you don't want to listen to our witterings and you want Why to go right. Well, not? I just want to hear what Why you say about you in the dark. I don't know. But um, you can find that on YouTube. Again, search for Custard TV. Matt does the great work there. Uh, you can find us on Stitcher and um, Podcatcher and uh, all the other podcast apps all, that all you like. Overcast. Overcast, Undercast, Wombling Free. Also, um, a little bit of a teaser. We've got some big news coming up oh, in yeah. when Luke's back. Big news coming. Big news. Let's big see. news. We're getting, um, we're getting rid of uh, Gary. We haven't told him yet. Ah, Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it was, um, it was my last podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm being pinched by ITV, uh, <laughs> like most BBC stars. Replacing uh, Ant. Yes, <laughs> replacing Ant, can you imagine? Now, I'm going to replace Davina McCall on um, <laughs> whatever that programme is you just mentioned that I can't remember. Oh, my Wait, memory. Long Lost Family. Yeah, long, long lost, long lost, lost program title. Long lost program title, <laughs> dear me. Uh, have a lovely week. Thank you very much, Matt, for putting this all together and recording and everything. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, we Hopefully will see you. We'll see you another time. Very soon. Bye.
Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.